Hide your kids. Lock the doors. You're listening to HR's most dangerous podcast. Chad Sowash and Joel Cheeseman are here to punch the recruiting industry right where it hurts. Complete with breaking news, brash opinion, and loads of snark. Buckle up, boys and girls. It's time for the Chad and Cheese Podcast. Oh, yeah. What's up, everybody? It's Emmanuel Macron's favorite podcast, a.k.a. The Chad and Cheese Podcast. I'm your co-host, Joel Cheeseman. Joined, as always, the French to my fries, Chad Sowash is in the house. And we're recording live from Unleash World in the Tex Colonel booth. And we are just giddy to Bustling welcome here. Madeline Lorano, founder and chief analyst at Aptitude Research, to the show. Madeline, welcome. Thanks, Joel. Thanks, Chad. I'm excited to be with you in person. Yes. In person. She's probably one of the people who can say that she gets the velvet robe for being on the show. Have you been on five times? I think so. But this is my first with you, Joel. Like, normally, it's just me and Chad. We really have to do this velvet thing because we're kind of <laughs> talking ourselves into it. It's the old SNL. Like once I think it is. Oh, once yeah. you've hosted Big five Chad times. Big Chad cheese heads on the back. Oh, I like velvet. It. it should be purple, I think. I yeah. want a T-shirt, though. A nice I need pipe. a T-shirt. You don't have a T-shirt No, yet? I want a T-shirt. That's because we don't have extra small. That's why. Oh, that's oh, nice. I like that a, answer. That's like, nice. that, like the best answer ever. Okay. So a lot of our listeners know who you are. Some do not. Give us the Twitter bio. Tell us about Aptitude sure. Research. So I'm an analyst, so I study HR technology give opinions and write research reports. There's and, a lot of okay. I know, a lot of comments she's I know you want to say that, right now. She's <laughs> given that before quite a bit. So you presented here at the show. Yes. Tell us what you presented, what maybe some of the feedback was, how how hot was the topic? I really liked this topic. So it was not me presenting anything. It was me interviewing a company, Ubisoft, which is a big gaming company. Yeah. Ubisoft. What? <laughs> they they have 20,000 employees and they uh, are using talent intelligence and eightfold and skills to be able to retain that's their issue retention. So it was a, it was around retention but retention in the gaming industry which is really really interesting. Yeah, big names like Assassin's Creed, yes. Far Cry, Tom Oh my god, yeah, they've got some kick-ass games. Yeah. Yeah, who would not want to work for them? Right. So it's and gaming is very insular insular so it's, you know, people that get into the gaming industry stay in gaming. Right. And typically before COVID, retention wasn't an issue. Like you'd stay with the company because games take three to five years to develop and create. Uh-huh. And then you want to see your name on the credits. Like, that's the big sure. thing. Is Sometimes that like part of your resume? I mean, resume. is it? Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And then, I mean, if you're young and you're coming out and your name is up there and you have yeah. mom and dad and whoever else <laughs> that you're on this game. And awesome. Gertrude. I mean, yeah, yeah everybody. Exactly. Yeah. Everybody. I was young and coming out at one point, but yeah. that's a different <laughs> podcast. That was college. Now, acquisitions are a big deal in this space. Obviously, yes. Microsoft and Activision. Uh, is in the headlines quite a bit. Is is that from a retention tool? Is that when people? Is that when the rats scatter and go elsewhere? Talk about the acquisition and and what that means to poaching and yeah. these people working elsewhere. Yeah, I mean, I think acquisitions change the culture, right? So it's like the com- company culture changes. People have more opportunities and they look to go elsewhere. Yeah. For this company, the interesting thing was a lot of times people leave because of compensation, especially if you're young, right? You're like, you're going to make more money. You could double your salary. Yeah. And if you're in your twenties, that's like life changing. So for them, they didn't, it wasn't compensation. It was internal mobility. Uh, So they wanted to like 
gamers want to know they have career development opportunities. Doesn't everybody, though? I think so. I, I, mean, I think so. I, yeah. I think, aren't we seeing that more? More and more. And one of the reasons why attrition is like exploding in many of these big brands yeah. is because they just don't know where the hell they're going to go next. They don't know where they're going to go next and they want to feel like there's some investment in their careers yeah. from their employer. Yeah. It's so funny because I think about like when I started interviewing at companies when I was in my 20s, I would never have asked that question. Like, what are my operations? Yeah. They would ask me that question. Yeah. Where do you see yourself in three years? You wouldn't ask the employer. And yeah. now that shifted, people are asking that in interviews. Which is great. It is great. Yeah. I think another thing that we didn't have coming yeah. up in, in the work world was the option to work from home. Right. And I would think that these are highly intelligent individuals that like working at a computer and, and programming and coding. What is the typical outlook at gaming companies when it comes to hybrid, remote all the time, get your ass back in the office, and how is that yeah. impacting retention? Oh, this is such a good question because this came up. And I would have thought exactly that. I would have thought it's work from home is what they would want. Yeah. A lot of them might seem like introverts. But they found the productivity was going down so much with a work from home. So the games, the cycle for the games to come out yeah. was taking and is taking generally longer in this industry, in the gaming industry, than it ever has before. And they think they're attributing that to work from home. So hybrid is definitely where they're at. Um, finding that balance between letting people have the flexibility, but they need people in person, collaborating, brainstorming together face-to-face. -to -face. Is that because they're so young at this point? Possibly. Because at that point, I mean, when you've matured, I mean, you understand you got to get shit done or you might not have a job and you've right. got a house and kids and all that stuff. But when you're young, I mean, you're just kind of flying all over the place and you're not, you really don't have the discipline to work yes. from home. So is the demographic for their workforce fairly young? Yeah. It's younger. I mean, they definitely have senior roles and they're balancing, right. like, how do they balance both? Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, I think that that's a big part of the work-from-home conversation. The other interesting thing they, say, they said about the generational piece is, like, generative AI can replace so much of what happens in the gaming industry, but they don't want to replace entry-level roles. And yeah. that's what a lot of people are talking about. But they can't do that because you have to grow in this industry for yeah. the company. Yeah. And they have to have the entry-level Your pipeline, roles. your senior yeah. pipeline for, you know, five years yep. from now. Yeah. yeah. That's fascinating. And I, is that, I assume that's part of the messaging mm -hmm. that grow your career here. You're not going to be automated out of a job. And you'll eventually be that person that can't be replaced. That right. seems like a fantastic recruiting <laughs> message that I'm sure Ubisoft and everyone else is doing. Any any recommendations around that? They can or tips? stick behind yeah, it. Yeah, I know. I mean, they're using they're using technology for that internal mobility. So it's you know basically matching yeah. them with opportunities as they continue in their career. How do you pitch that story to investors because they're looking to cut costs? They're looking to to be more automated. Yeah. I assume those are diverging viewpoints. How does a company talk to their investors? Yeah. And I think it's um, enhancing the role instead of replacing it. So I think it's kind of satisfying both. Like yeah. telling your investors, this makes them do their job better. Productivity is enhanced. So yeah. ultimately, could the games come out every two years and not three to five years versus, you know, we're replacing. But it is. It's balancing that, balancing what your employees need versus what your investors want to hear. Is that what we're looking at? I think in the in the near future, I in the future so. is really just the balance. Yeah. Because I think you made a, a big, big point. You can't have senior people on the team if you don't have junior people on the team right. to be able. And if they don't, if it's not transparent to know what the actual path is to get to the senior positions. And for years, there, there was no transparency. Yeah. Right. There's no transparency. You weren't sure where you were going to go. And so people were just ejecting. 
being an analyst, you see a shit ton of technologies. Yeah. What technologies are you seeing that are making those pathways more transparent and making it easier for companies to retain? Right. Because we all know attrition costs more mm -hmm. to a company, right? Because obviously the hiring and, and whatnot. So what are you seeing? What kind of platforms? And all it's all industries, right? Like everyone's yeah. impacted right now exactly. by this attrition conversation. So I think you're going to love this answer is the skills, like the talent intelligence. I mean, I do think if you're using. Did you just say talent intelligence? I did. <laughs> you, I knew, She's I knew leading I the gonna, witness, I Chad. I am leading the witness. But um, if you're using a skills-based approach, yeah. you're seeing the individual for the full picture and the complete picture, not just experiences that you find on a resume yeah. and not just what you find in an employee profile. Right. So everyone's got an opportunity so, to kind of own their own career. Looking at those, like there are plenty of assessments that are out there. And, yeah. and I mean, we've seen so many pseudoscience. There's just so much that's happening. And it's so hard for HR and TA to look out there and every IO psych person that is on staff or what have you, how do they cut through all of that to find out what is actually working for them? Or if, say for instance, competitors or other people in the market, how, yeah. how I mean, what, what, where do they go? Where's the Bible for that? It's so hard. Like there was a session recently at a conference where it was Spectrum and they were talking, they had their IO and their head of talent acquisition who are yeah. both amazing. And the work that they have done to get insights into that retention piece yeah. is incredible, but a lot of it's manual. So they're doing it all on oh. their own and it's in, it's like mind-blowing oh. but if you don't have that expertise on your team yeah how do you do that work and i think what we're seeing with a lot of the tech providers now is like you can get those insights whether it's assessment providers whether yeah. it's talent intelligence platforms to be able to get a better understanding of your workforce without having to do all of it manually well because you have to you can't scale that no. i mean that's just and i mean it's constant you have to consistently stay on top of it yeah and you just need dedicated roles to do that. It's a lot of work. So did they do that just because of there were so many variables from company to company to company, from, from client to client to client, and they felt like the only way to do it was manually? Through or, or through Spectrum. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I mean, they have a lot of brands that they were bringing together. Yeah. Um, and retention's a big issue for them, too. So, yeah, they were. And they, and they have the skills to do. I mean, they have Laura Fields as their IO, and she's brilliant. You should have her on the podcast. She's really good. Hey, this is our show. Yeah. We'll decide who's on this show. We'll, just, we'll decide. Get okay. your own podcast. I'm gonna look, I'm gonna look her up right now. Yeah. <laughs> how, how important is you know Google made 20% time uh, popular. They've since gone away yeah. from that, from what I understand. Uh, but it seems to me like gaming would be prime for free time, experiment, yes. throw stuff at the wall, and that leads to greater retention. Talk about that, and are there yeah. companies doing it? doing it well. Yeah, I think such a good point because gaming especially, it's that combination of creativity and tech. Well, you don't see that in a lot of other industries. It's yeah. like both things. Yeah. So it's really unique skill sets, but it's exactly that. And I, I mean, they, this didn't come up in the session, but I do wonder like how much of that is free playtime on your own yeah. at your own time, two in the morning, whatever that might be. That's creative, yeah. That's creative versus set nine to five, work from home, conference meeting. Yeah. And at what point is there burnout with that too, if you're balancing both things? If you're making everyone come to the office in meetings all day, nine to six, and then they've got to do creative time at home on their own. Yeah. Do we just go back, and, and we've been talking about this, hybrid is the answer possibly. Yeah. But it feels like there's been such a huge push to push everybody back into the office. It's hurting 
attrition, right? Yeah. You've got, so it's hurting retention, um, but it's also hurting something that I don't think we think enough about. The individuals with disabilities yes. actually have the highest rate of work right now, yeah. right? That hurts that community in a very, very big way. Not to mention, it also hurts diversity programs. Absolutely. So why are we not hearing more about that? Because I, I think know. because I think it would that would almost shatter a lot of these big brands yep. saying that it's r- literally just an attack on their diversity efforts. Absolutely. I mean, even you saw it with the schools, too, for a lot of kids that needed some extra support or where yeah. diversity, equity, and inclusion was part of those school programs. Yeah like the home environment was actually better for them. And then you're just forcing all the kids back into the school system where it doesn't always work for everyone. And we're doing the same thing in the, in the office. Yeah. And we're not thinking about that. I mean, I think, I don't know if you're seeing this too, but I feel like there's been this trend where we're talking less about diversity, equity, and inclusion. Oh, yes. Than two years ago. And Easily. you've got this whole work from home thing happening and this hybrid forcing everyone back into the office. And yet we're not talking enough about diversity, equity, and inclusion Yeah, I think it's such a good point. Why isn't this not a main topic? We're here at Unleash World. You talk to everybody, company-wise. What companies here are you excited about? What startups are you piquing your interest? And most importantly, can you describe to Chad and I what Eightfold does? (laughs) Oh, God. Uh, We'll start there. We need a full podcast for that one, I think. I think Madeline can do it. (laughs) I think she can break it down for us. I'm going to do a sentence summary, and then we can do a follow-up podcast on this. I do (laughs) love Eightfold. She wants that jacket, doesn't she? (laughs) I do want want a T-shirt, a Chad Cheese T-shirt, and I'm going to wear an Eightfold sweatshirt The T-shirt's easy. Just go to chadcheese.com backslash free (laughs) for your free T-shirt. Oh, my God. We're going to have to order a special, though. So if you have a system of record, like your ATS or whatever that might be, that's collecting data. A talent intelligence platform or a system of intelligence draws insights from that data. It takes the data from the system of record, but it's also feeding the insights back into that system of record. So I can tell by your voice, you're excited about Eightfold and I what like they're Eightfold, doing. Yes. What are some what other else? companies that you're excited about? Well, I always love paradox. Like every time I hear like more paradox examples, I get excited. Like I just talked to GM today at this conference. Yeah. And they had this like, great example of an interview that they, an interview schedule that they had to do. Oh, and yeah. the candidate was French. And they just had a little blurb in their resume or their profile or whatever it was about how they, their first language is French. And that recruiter would never pick that up. It was a tiny little thing. Yeah. But the scheduling tool picked that up and it started to communicate with this candidate in French. And it was such a, like a good feeling for this candidate Wow! and so much personalization. So I loved that hearing that story today from Cyril George. And I will admit, I have not visited the startup pavilions. Pavilion, yeah. Pavilion. And I need to do that. That's what I want to do. That's what I get excited about. Are there and any you want to make that. sure that you touch base with? No, what recommendations do you guys have for me? I say go there, there in every corner and then just Keep your distance because you will get attacked. Okay? okay. So keep your distance, read the cards, and then whatever excites you, then go into those. Be be pointed. Okay. But uh, yeah. I, I can tell you poetry. I have to be very ca- Oh, poetry. Is the best dress. Oh, is the best Adam. dress kiosk. Adam's always yes. the out best dress of the everything. Spider Man kilt. Yeah. Oh, he's is pretty, he doing that. Pretty traditional. And the puffy jacket. And the puffy, yeah. Oh, <laughs> I love Adam. I just am excited for poetry. Lots of good stuff. That's my Lots favorite of good stuff. in the startup. Madeline, event. thank you for sitting down with us. We know you're a busy, busy woman. For our listeners who want to know more about you or connect, where do you send them? 
So you can go to aptituderesearch.com. We have lots of free research and no t-shirts, but I wish we did. <laughs> and um, I'm on LinkedIn and Twitter and all that fun stuff. I know a guy for t-shirts oh, if you want to talk yeah, later. <laughs> Chad, that is another one in the can. The velvet jackets are on order. We, we out. out. Wow. Look at you. You made it through an entire episode of the Chad and Chase podcast. Or maybe you cheated and fast-forwarded to the end. Either way, there's no doubt you wish you had that time back. Valuable time you could have used to buy a nutritious meal at Taco Bell, enjoy a pour of your favorite whiskey, or just watch big booty Latinas and bug fights on TikTok. No, you hung out with these two chuggleheads instead. Now go take a shower and wash off all the guilt. But save some soap, because you'll be back. Like an awful train wreck, you can't look away. And like Chad's favorite western, you can't quit them either. We out.